You've found the podcast where driving matters. Whether you haul, commute, or cruise, we want you to love what you drive. We're here to help you find usability and fun. From first-time buyers to jaded experts, we believe everyone is one great car away from being car-obsessed. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. So we promised you that we would. We would go to the ring and spa again, and we've done that. Yes. And then we do the thing that we promise and we do every time we're here, and that is we gather with the people that came with us so they can talk about the trip, and they make those that are listening jealous they didn't come on the trip because <laughs> that's really where we're at. Absolutely. We wish you all were here, but we are with the people who are here with us, and it's yeah, it's awesome. Real, it's Almost a homecoming, mm-hmm. but big thanks to the RSR folks. They are genuine friends, and it's nice to introduce all of you mm-hmm. to our friends at RSR. And it, 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 they were very happy to see us. It was They've really been cool. very yeah. generous. It's just yeah. nice to see everybody, and there's a level of normality to what we're doing now, which mm-hmm. is nice. Yeah. I'm very curious as to, to hear from people here. We do have the legendary Ted Pitts with us, yes. hot laps in the taxi in the GT4. Yes, absolutely. He's come taxi. on every single trip we've done, and probably four or five times as many trips as we've done <laughs> since then. He was on our very first trip. Yeah, he was. And then he's yeah. been on every trip since then and a bunch more. He was traveling during COVID somehow and still driving cars. But <laughs> yeah. we are back, which is awesome. We have done, for those of you that are listening, we have done a little more than half the trip. We had our day on spa yesterday. Not the spa day you've ever heard about. This is the one on the track. So we were at spa yesterday. Today it was a road tour through awesome roads in Germany. And then tomorrow you guys are on the ring. So you haven't done that yet. You can't talk about it yet, unfortunately. But we'll get you on camera later talking about it. But for now, let's talk about spa. Let's talk about road tour. Let's talk about the trip in general. What's on your mind? Yeah, you can talk about anything that has been a favorite so far. Like Todd said, we have not been on the ring yet, but we expect a, a great day tomorrow, and the weather's holding. Weather's yep. looking good, yep. so we're looking at all the, all the factors that race teams do, of course. But uh, we're not out there racing. We're just having fun driving. So you can talk about favorites. You can talk about something that has struck you about yourself, what you've learned about your own self in driving or mm-hmm. you know, your own limits, pushing cars on track, or just general impressions of the trip. But ultimately, we want to make it a nice trip. And that's why I'm constantly asking, are you having fun? That's all that matters. It doesn't matter if you're yeah. fast or slow. It really doesn't. Ultimately, we want to come away with great laps and learning about yourself and getting to know cars. And then, of course, today was the road tour. So Yeah, everybody got in all anybody, kinds of yeah. things today. We had, uh, what did we have? We had an M240. We had an M2. We had another M240. We had a Cayman, what was it, the 718 GTS? Uh, 718S. 718S. And a 981 GTS. That it was then further tuned because the further RSR guys now. like to do that. So the engines are very different. Yeah. It makes power very differently. And we had the GT4, mm-hmm. a new GT4 with us, which was nice. And last but not least, Rob, I'm going to call you out. He loves the i30N. So if you would, as you talk, just introduce yourself, your first name, yeah. and... Tell us a little bit about your impressions of the trip so far. Rob is trying to get everyone on board with the i30N. Of course, it's the running gear and the Veloster underneath. And we love that car. Mm-hmm. It's an yeah, excellent it's car. It's very cool. I just love that it has stuck out to you, and it was so unexpected. That's my favorite part so far. You know, you have this revelatory thing. I had no idea the car was this good or this bad. But, you know, ideally all the cars were, uh, were good here. But, yeah, anybody want to start? Just give us your name and uh, tell us your impressions so far. I'm, I'm curious. Well, I have a question for somebody if they want to answer this question, and that is, has anybody got something that they want to share that has surprised them so far about this trip? I mean, you kind of knew what you were in for, but you're over here doing it now. So has anybody got anything that surprised them? Name's Andrew. Um, <laughs> long time coming to the trip. 
yep. as we know. You tried um, last time. Now yeah. you're here for real. Yeah. Yeah. Check on your passports, folks. Um, sure, the expiration. What was it, six months out? Uh, two? two months when Germany would only accept if it was more than three. Okay, good so. Good for everybody to know. Just All good. Learn from my know. mistakes, folks. All right, go um, ahead. Don't do the same. But definitely the most surprising part was actually how comfortable I was on the track after, one, riding along with Ted. And then I got out and um, with the instructor. And after only a few laps with traffic, it was kind of like no worse than dealing with texters on the road so <laughs> you know i just was a little surprised where it's like okay we're going along at 140 or so miles an hour down the main street and it's like all right no big deal so definitely big takeaway was just hey comfort with speed comfort speed, with traffic speed is your drug i haven't been on an open track day yet so limited track experience before this but um the guys at rsr and then thank you ten thank you guys um didn't know that was possible so well, that's just it. you know we've got a variety of track experience a variety of vehicles we have people who have tracked bikes people who have mm-hmm. done a mm-hmm. lot of autocross but many people haven't even been on track before and it doesn't matter if you haven't we've got instructors we've got you know, like-minded people here at these track days so these people have come and it's been great you know hopefully you know great uh you've had the experience now so yeah anybody else Yes, yeah, Scott, just with the limits of the GT4, with Ted driving it on track, it just, I thought I was a reasonable driver. I'm not a reasonable driver. <laughs> driving at 30% capacity of the car. And then with Ted taking that hot lap and feeling what the brakes, the cornering, and the acceleration, and just how he's timing everything, the balance of the car, there's so much to learn. And then on the road tour, just the difference between the I30N on the road tour, how that is a blast on the road. Mm. And so just finding the different limits of different cars and different scenarios, and it just better puts in picture that, you know, I'm looking at getting, you know, different sports cars. And it's like, actually, leave that sports car for the track time, like a specific track car, and then something for the road that you're going to enjoy more in the limit on the road is something that I learned about myself. Because hmm. it was more, you know, that you always want the more power, you know, that you can actually use, but I wasn't using it on the road anyways. And it's way more fun on the track to learn what your limits are and push that car. And then when you're on the road, like on the road tour, I had a ton of fun in the M2 and in the I30N more than I did in the GT4 on the road tour, but that was me because mm. that's just that's where they belong to me naturally. That's what I learned. That's cool. Anybody else have a surprise they want to share on, on the trip or something that they've learned so far? So I'm Rob. Uh the thing that I think surprised me more than anything else, so I've looked forward to this trip for a while, track time, driving time. But actually, I've had just as much fun, maybe more fun, just hanging around with a bunch of car guys. Cool. You know, it's mm-hmm. just this many car guys, that just doesn't happen for me. So it's uh, so the surprise, I think, for the trip for me has just been, you know, to be back in that environment. Like, it's just been a really good group from, you know, the very first minute everybody got together in Frankfurt Airport, and it's just been... You know, laughs ever since. So, so I'd say that's also you know the the non car things here are still cool car things. So it's been a lot of fun that way. That's awesome. While people are thinking, I will have Todd tell his story with Ron, interjecting while uh, while y'all are thinking about uh, what you want to share. You should tell your your experience with laps with Ron. Oh yes, 
Yes, our friend Ron Simons, who runs RSR Racing. So that RSR is Ron Simons Racing. And he's the person that, if you've watched our pilgrimage film, we've used RSR since then when Paul and I were stumbling through this experience. And we've become real friends with them. And it's been really cool to be back, as Paul said earlier. They've been treating us like, where have you guys been? Like long-lost friends. It's been (laughs) really, really cool. So I, I I get to see Ron at the track. And, you know, it's, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, glad you're back, and we're having that conversation. It's really cool. And he goes away to do his stuff, and I'm doing mine, and I don't think about it. And later he walks by, and he goes, hey, can I take you for a fast lap in the, the 488 Pista, the Ferrari? <laughs> and when Ron asks that, you go, yeah, I'll go get a helmet. You so, don't you know. say no. So yeah. up to that point, I'd done a few laps that I'd driven. Actually, in the, the Cayman GT4 RS, we have that piece coming. We did a bunch of Porsche GT cars, yeah. which we're doing a film on that. I can't wait to share. That's going to be really, really cool. been a good week. So I, I, I know you're shocked, Paul. <laughs> so I had done that. I'd also ridden with a lot of people that came with us. I'd been on track quite a few times already mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. that day. Yeah. Ron, because he's in charge and the, he rented the track for the day, we get in the Ferrari. He left pit lane at twice the assigned speed. Now, granted, <laughs> on pit lane he was going fine, but he left pit lane at twice the assigned speed fishtailing the entire time. Uh-huh. And he's yeah. headed down out of pit lane toward Eau Rouge Radion. And by the time he's halfway down the hill, we're going as fast as anybody that came in with speed. Uh-huh. So he hammers his way through Eau Rouge Radion, and then he proceeds to do every single corner some level of sideways. Now, not slow, steady, smoky sideways. Mm-hmm. Not like, I'm just going to drift this for fun. No, I'm going to disrupt the car as much as I possibly can while going as fast as I possibly can. And at one point, I thought, I need to watch his feet. Mm. Because I thought, okay, hang on, is he, is he left foot braking? No. <laughs> He's got his left foot as casual, not even pushing back, as ca- I can tell by his leg, as casual as can be over there on the dead pedal, while he is forcing this car to hyper-rotate. And we had one corner two-thirds of the way through the track, where he got too far sideways. And he says, cold as ice, that's a little bit too much. And then we kept <laughs> rocking. One lap. We didn't even do one of the straights because we left the pit lane, did the rest of the track, came back in the pit, and it was like, well, thanks for that. It's just, he was driving, he was having a totally different day than everybody else on the track. He was driving a different style, and it was fantastic. <laughs> well, so the day went by. Mm-hmm. We were out on track more. Lunch happened, which was great, and then we got back out on track. The day was excellent. The weather was warm, and then late in the day, mm-hmm. Sergio came by. Yeah, yeah. And he said, "Hey, Paul, Ron wants to take you for laps again." When Ron says, "Get in the car," you don't say no. Yeah. And so I thought I grabbed a helmet, jumped in the car, and we're sitting there idling for a moment. And he's scrolling through his iPhone, and I looked over, and he's looking at his music collection. And I thought, oh, oh no. <laughs> and I'd already there's, told you about my lap. There's yeah. going to be tunes while we're doing this? Okay. Because usually, you know, you're in full concentration mode. You're just listening to the engine. You're mm-hmm. listening to your gear changes. You're listening for traffic. You know, hearing the car is a big part of the experience. And no, 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 we're, we're looking for good music for, for the laps. And so he chooses Brian Adams, the song Open Road. And I had the same experience as you. We set the stereo, and he twisted the knob as far as it goes. So it was <laughs> as loud as the stereo can play in the Ferrari. Mm-hmm. It's a great stereo, by the way. <laughs> There's your surprise of the trip. The <laughs> Ferrari piece of stereo is surprisingly good. <laughs> Apparently yeah. it's good. And so we left the pits, also fishtailing, mostly sideways, and hit Eau Rouge at a speed I didn't know cars could do. Mm-hmm. Ron has been doing this for a little while. Yeah. And 
we hit Eau Rouge just as Brian Adams broke into the chorus of Open Road, and it was like he timed it. <laughs> and I was laughing out loud the whole way. So at this point, Ron is now catching up to the people who are serious about their track day. They're in the GT3 RSs, and they're there to be serious and have uh-huh. a good track time and get good laps in. And Ron is coming up on them and backing off, and he's sideways. And just, it's an entertainment. And the windows are down, and so it's really loud. <laughs> the car is at 9,000 RPM. So I have not been on board with Ferraris at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I love mm-hmm. the old Ferraris. But I will admit a new level of respect, especially for the 488 Pista. <laughs> well driven by Ron. <laughs> well driven specifically by Ron. Because, again, every corner. I thought he was going to drift Eau Rouge. Not slow, burny, smoky, yeah, yeah. you know, like most people want to kind of show off. No, no, he, he does it at, at speed. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're at 224 up Eau Rouge. Maybe a little fishtail-y. Yeah. Okay, so you can do that, huh? Those yeah. Cars can do that. I didn't know that. And so we did the entire lap kind of behind all these people, and, mm-hmm. and he would catch up to people, and it seemed like they were parked on the track because Ron was driving, <laughs> and finally made, it, made our way through the pack, got to the bus stop, and he turned left. Another lap. Look Another at you. Lap. You're special. So now we can actually get after it. We can you know get some work done here, and so dove into La Source, full sideways, opposite lock, and he hung on to it. And there were cars coming onto the track, and we were sideways past the cars entering the track. I thought, oh, okay. Yeah. So this is, this is what we're doing. Well, anytime, you th- anytime we think, and granted, we're here you know, once a year for a day or so, and you know, <laughs> we've done a lot of tracks, a lot of places, and we're, we're competent drivers. Mm-hmm. We are not race drivers. Ron has race history. These he are does. in his backyard. He's in them all the time. Constantly. And so if you want to recalibrate how good a driver you are, you just do a lap with Ron and you go, okay, I don't even know what that was. Because whatever I yeah, do, that guy called driving is not equivalent to it that. Was fast. Ron proclaimed the 488 piece as, Paul, this car is rock and roll. And he's right. Apparently. It is rock and roll. He declared it and it's right for sure, yeah. So what else Ron did with us was take us for a track walk. And we've been for a track mm-hmm. walk yeah. with Ron. And we usually stop at two or three places. Now, this year, you probably know that Spa Francorchamps has been repaved. New asphalt, I believe, all the way around, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Specifically Eau Rouge. The new grandstands are in. And so we stopped there at Eau Rouge and mm-hmm. got a great mm-hmm. talking to by Ron. And it was solemn at that point. So this was in the morning. Mm-hmm. Thoughts from you guys on what to expect from Eau Rouge? Because when you see it on camera in the Formula One race, it looks like a bump, does it not? Ron took us to the very top, and we all had the chance to walk down to the very bottom and sort of look back up. Yeah. So this is Brian, and this has actually been my first time on track ever, with the exception of a drag strip. Love it. Ron took us up there, got us out of the vans, and had us look downhill. You can't see that second turn when you're coming up. It was actually Ted that mentioned to me, hey, you want to go straight here. Mm-hmm. If you go straight, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And that's, I followed Ted's advice. I just went straight mm-hmm. every time and did just fine. That's what the, what's great about that track walk is to walk down it and to see how different it is when you're walking it than when you're driving it because there's a place in the middle of the hill up toward Radion where it actually rolls out a bit and you don't know it in a car but you know it when you walk it and then you realize why the car is changing its attitude halfway up the hill so that's bizarre anybody else have a thought of something they've learned or been surprised by or how about a car on the road tour that you were like oh my gosh I had no idea yeah so this is Ted 
So I've been on the road tour for a few different times. So I'd driven most of the cars that were on the road tour on the road tour before, but also most of them I've driven on track over the past you know, six years. So the only car that I was really excited to drive on the road tour was the i30N. And, I, mm. and first, I agree totally with uh, Rob. That was a fun car. It uh, gave so much confidence in the corners. I really enjoyed that. And we had a nice little section around the Moselle River to you know, take it up the hill and then back down the hill. And we landed at the Moselle River again. So, you know, kudos to the route planning that we managed to, you know, <laughs> go from the river back to the river in a very fun way. And um, But when we were doing this, this is a, a bigger trip than we've had before, mm-hmm. right? There were more people. Yep. And, yeah. you know, we had eight cars on the road tour, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. But there's only so many um, times we're going to stop. And, you know, you're not going to be able to get into all the cars because it's just you know, not enough time. Right, right. And so since I'd driven them, I was like, okay, well, I'll be a passenger. Because we had, you know, more people than cars, so we had to, had to have, you know, a few people be passengers each time. And when you first mentioned that we had, you know, more people than cars, I thought, oh, that's too bad, because, you know, everyone wants to be driving. Mm-hmm. And so I figured, well, I don't need to be driving, so I'll be a passenger. And I think I found it more fun pairing up on the road tour Hmm. because in previous years it was a very solitary experience because you're just driving alone and we didn't have radios in the past and so you're kind of you know alone for a half an hour trying to follow a train of cars and hoping you get all the turns right so the radios helped but it was just more fun because as we're paired up you're just sitting there talking about the car talking about the road talking about you know, life in some some cases um, with someone, and it, I think it made the whole day for me much more fun than previous road tours. Even That's though right. I wasn't the one driving for you know, you know, the majority of the time. That's cool. That's good to know, actually, because you know, you, yeah, you think if you're a passenger, you're not getting the fun of driving. But I, I'm glad to hear that you, know, you guys were being philosophical and. Solving world problems. That's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, right? Well, that's, that's what happens when you come here. You track day and you solve the world's problems. That's some right. of the conversations with a group this size, some of the conversations that have happened at the meals have shocked me. We have been so <laughs> far away from anything related to driving. I've just had to laugh. That's been amazing as well. We've had good meals. We've had good hotels. I mean, we, we always try to make this trip as awesome as possible. And the, the big thing for us is we want when you guys get here to when you leave, you don't think about anything but just having fun. Mm-hmm. So that's the big way we set it up, and I'm glad you guys are enjoying yourselves. Any other thoughts that, that are striking to anybody? Cars that were surprised? I mean, we've got a GT4 Cayman in the group, so, you know, people liked that. But, you know, I think there were some surprises. People liked it more than they thought they were going to? Uh, yeah, uh, this is Bo. And uh, one thing that really struck out to me is, I mean, Ron is a character of his own, right? He's, he is a caricature of a man that impresses upon everybody who manages to encounter him. And the outfit that he runs is also equally impressive in my eyes. Um, now, I've been to um, not as many track events as Ted, per se, or, or even you guys, but I've, I've done my fair share, and I've gotten some decent experience. So when I saw, you know, a Roche, I, I didn't immediately freak out. Uh, so, you know, I had, a, I had a few expectations there, but the outfit, the, the way that RSR runs their outfit, I thought was actually particularly noteworthy because not only are there about 100 million people, it seems, even though it just might be like two dozen, there's like 100 million people running around doing everything, car prep, fueling the cars, uh, you know, getting them clean, uh, dealing with the people who need to be driving, dealing with the people who need to be passengers, dealing with uh, every single customer they have, and they're all doing it with a grin on their face, and they're very supportive about everything that we're doing. And it's great that you guys have a, such a good, strong relationship with them, because I think that allowed us to see 
a side of them that we probably may not have seen if we were just regular customers, you know? Um, and they were just super nice to us. And I got an incredible experience with my instructor. Um, and, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are. You should probably always sit with an instructor and at least talk to them, if not ride with them. And I got a lot of really illuminating things. And originally I'd asked for the, um, the RSR modified Cayman GTS. And they'd put me in the 718 Cayman S instead. And that's a phenomenal car, the 718. But... Once uh, half the day went through, and I was actually managing to get into one of those RSRs, and I jumped at the chance for it, and I was blown away by what the modifications that RSR did did to the car. Because as somebody who obviously cares too much about his lap times, I'm probably going to be one of those GT3s that Ron's going to terrify at some point. But as one of those guys, as I got into that car and built up confidence in it, the amount that those you know relatively simple relatively cohesive tweaks that they made to the car just blew me away about how good it was. I was carrying speeds in those corners that basically were keeping me up with the other GT3s and GT4s that I really had no business hanging out with. And it was there, and I was screaming like a little girl because it was so fast. But at the same time, (laughs) the car stuck. It stuck, and I was there, and I was blowing past people, and it was incredible. And that's all due to the way that they run their outfit. I managed to uh, get Sergio, my instructor, afterwards, and he is incredible. Um... I don't want to sound trite, but, you know, he, he makes you discover things about yourself you never knew. Um, and that's not always car-related, although in this case it's very much car-related. So it's not. <laughs> um, Hopefully car-related. But, yeah, he helped me find speed in almost every single corner, and I'm not exactly a slouch. Uh, I am nowhere near as good as Ted or anybody else like that, but uh, I, I do okay. And what I did was okayer, you know? It was, it was, All right. it was great. All right. Summertime's here, and that means it is car wash season, and my friend Paul tells me I'm always supposed to wash a car in a cool, shady spot. I don't always do that well, but I do use the Brilliant Finish Foaming Sprayer, or actually, I use the Boss Foam Cannon from Griot's Garage. You have to use this. It's awesome. If you're a person like me who's not good at this, it makes it far easier. You create a high foam blizzard right in your driveway with little to no work, which I really like. You avoid wash-induced scratches. It is the safest way to wash your car. Try the Griot's Garage Foaming System Complete Kit today and see what the foam is all about. Griot's also has a full ceramic family of products, including Speed Shine, Wash and Coat, and 3-in-1 Wax. All Griot's Garage products are 100% guaranteed, and all liquid products are made in the USA. When you're ordering at griotsgarage.com, use the code EDRIVER for 15% off liquids and 10% off everything else on your order. That's G-R-I-O-T-S. Enjoy the finest quality car care products you can buy at griotsgarage.com. Spa Francorchamps has a new section of track, and it's at turn nine, speaker corner. They have carved a new section through, and Lawrence, you did both. Uh, They opened that up in the morning session for the new section of track, and then they opened the old section right at turn nine. You can carry a lot of speed through the old section. What did you think about that? But, yeah, tell us. So the... um Biggest surprise was wasn't good. I wasn't going to talk about that. I was going to talk about how I got to road in the GT4 RS that okay. I didn't even <laughs> expect to be here yes. in the first place, and it was the first time that you drove it, Paul. Yeah. Um, and you didn't go slow. Let's just say that. <laughs> we had some fun. We were halfway through the lab. We were just laughing like little girls. <laughs> I can't believe a car does that. The whole time, I was just. My mind was blown at how capable it was. But, um, yeah, the new corner was very fun both ways. The new style was a little bit trickier because it was a little bit more narrow. 
Uh, but when you get it right, it felt great. It felt like you did the most amazing job in the world. Um, even with the elevation changes, even with uh, the tighter corner, it, it felt great. But the traditional one, the, uh, the, the usual corner, um, wasn't bad either. <laughs> no, and there's many tracks that it can have different configurations, but this is notable for Spa. I mean, there's been changes to Spa in the past, certainly, but Ron also told everybody at the track walk that people were preferring the new corner. It sounds sacrilegious, especially to track rats and car enthusiasts. You changed the track. You did what? And he said, a lot of people prefer this corner. They wanted to leave us, you know, leave the old one coned off and let's take the new one. So you have to get on the brakes a lot earlier. It's a sharper turn. So your line is new, but kind of like Ron was doing, it's an entertainment. We're there to be entertained and learn something new. And I thought it was great too. So it was, it was, uh, appreciated. And, uh, yeah, you, you and I had some fun in that, uh, GT four RS, I can't believe that we got to drive it. Great. That was a shock, and that will be part of a YouTube video yep. that we're producing. Three cars in that, and they're all race cars from Porsche. But I, I'm shocked at that car, and it's one of those cars that everybody says, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. And, well, they're kind of right anyway. So more, more on more. <laughs> All like the Porsche. Uh, yeah, I liked a lot. <laughs> it, was, it was good. So let's see. What else? What else do we have? Brian. Wanted to say some. So it's kind of funny because you just mentioned, uh, you know, we're all here not only to have fun but to learn. And one thing constantly, I, exactly. And you know, I do try to go into everything in my life with a learning mindset. Okay. And I realized sometimes I flip that off. That almost the uh, the last the second to last time that I went out, I okay. was. On a lap, I was I got through the double left just fine. Actually, mm -hmm. it was the best best time that I went through the double left period. Okay, I let my ego get a little a hold of me. I gunned it a little too much than I, a little more than I should have, and in that very next turn, ended up uh, cooking it too hot and ended up uh, right into the gravel. Yeah, gravel is new for Spa so. as well, and they've indicated they want bikes back at spa some some supermoto so gravel is new but you know what i i love that you were addressing each corner with enthusiasm but you were trying to learn each yep. corner and i think your line changed throughout the day certainly when you and i went out in the morning i know your line changed through the afternoon well yeah and i'd also say that in addition to that you know it's the big takeaway is don't let your ego get away from you when you're on any track, let alone spa, mm -hmm. nobody's going to, going to admit they're a bad driver. Like, <laughs> oh, we're all race car drivers. We're all really good, right? And, and always go into it with an, and a learning mindset, you know? Yeah. yeah, we definitely like that. And that's just the thing. I was talking at the dinner table with, uh, with some folks, and I love this sport. I love this hobby because it's something you can continually learn. It's not yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't have an example sailing or something like that well but it's, it's also something that you don't get too old for. you don't get too old for but there's always the next thing to aspire to there's mm -hmm. always mm -hmm. something new to learn there's always something to work on personally and it feels like an accomplishment when you do get it right and you got double gauche right <laughs> <laughs> well, but, so there was that sense of yeah. 
progress and accomplishment, which I love. Yeah, the gravel traps was a totally new thing. And when I say gravel, please understand, we're talking like the one-inch stone stuff. They just suck you up. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was the thing. Very different. And, and it's so new and different that RSR even told us if you wind up in the gravel pit, that's just life. We'll come tell you out. So, right. so I don't we'll want anybody listening out. to get the impression that Brian gets in the gravel pit because it's way over there and, oh, my gosh, how dare you. Yeah. It's, it's, in some places, it's like there's the line of the edge of the track and here's gravel. Yeah, it's just off the curb. So I was yeah. very surprised by that. And then, of course, no surprise. The uh, GT3 dispenser is still working very well. It does. It's they are everywhere. <laughs> there were trains of GT3s. Nothing's changed. But then with the lap with Ron, he came up behind the train. Oh, of course. And kind of backed off a little bit and slithered around. And we played some music and laughed a little bit. And then we'd gun it again and catch up and kind of wait for them to get going. And they're, they're on a line looking in the rearview mirrors like, serious, lap time. What's that in the... <laughs> A Ferrari sideways behind me? Catching me at the same time. So, And, of course, Paul and I are driving around the track, and I'm sure that nobody watching us driving around the track realizes that this slow guy in front of them is also talking to camera at the same time. Yeah, well, we were doing that, that and yeah. loving that. That was really cool. Road tour is always great for me because I just I can't believe how much this doesn't look like the U.S. I know that is Captain Obvious, <laughs> but that's the whole thing that we've tried to fine-tune on this road tour is just let's show you stuff that feels like I'm in Germany. We had, we had yeah. really fast Autobahn speeds. We had really cool, dense forests. You're like, oh, it's a big German forest down by the river, spires, churches, castles, stuff where you're like, oh, this does not happen back home. It was nice. We deliberately went out of our way. So we started at Spa. Spa, of course, the first day, and we went the long way. We came back, had a great lunch in Burncastle Cues, and it's become a, a very it's a great part of the trip, mm -hmm. I think. Agreed. And we're winding through crazy roads. There's been some construction, which has made us detour through some weird areas we never expected. I mean, one lane wide. We were traffic. practically farmers this morning. Yeah. <laughs> we were out there in the country going, where's the track? I, I know there's a track around here somewhere. Mm -hmm. We have things to do. But that was, uh, that was really nice. And, yeah, just being in Germany, it just feels good to travel again and get yeah, out and, yeah. you know, have a trip like this, especially with you guys, and make it fun. Because, I, 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 like I said, I love the discovery that people are going through. So, Anything else anybody want to share or thinking about about the trip? Cars that struck them. Yeah. Uh, not struck yeah, them literally. But not yeah. struck literally, but. Uh, <laughs> hey, this is Victor. Um, so before our day at Spa, I had never been on a track before. So my first track day ever was at the famous Spa. So I'm beginning my foray into sports cars and sports driving. Um, and today on the road tour, you know, I got to drive a few of the cars, the M2, M240, the i30N. And on the last leg of the trip, I did manage to catch some seat time in the Cayman GT4. And one thing that really surprised me about that was just how capable cars can be. That has been the highest performance car I've ever been in, ever. So when I was driving it, I was just so surprised about what its capabilities were. It literally redefined what sports cars meant. It was in a whole another league. I'm going to go ahead and write that down for the Porsche tagline next time they need a, a uh, slogan. Send that into them. Yeah, so it, like that. it literally redefined the, the golden bar at what sports cars um, mean and what they can do. So I think that really caught me um, by surprise. 
Um, yeah, I really had a great time driving that car. I had a great time on track. Um, like I said, I'd never been on track before. That's um, huge, man. Yeah. Really, that's, that's a big deal. And I, I like that you're putting that out there because it doesn't matter that you have or haven't. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. It's, it's a great time either way. So long as you're having fun, you know, obeying the rules, listening to your instructors, taking their advice. If you practice and you know, contemplate all the information given to you, you know, and apply that, you're really going to have a good time. Um, the first lap I went out on, I went out with uh, Todd. And we were having a pretty good time. For my first time on track, I thought I was doing pretty well. I thought I was going through uh, you know, corners pretty quickly, you know, experiencing the G-forces. And then after that, I tried to get an instructor. And I eventually uh, went out with an instructor named Ben. And, you know, I thought I'd kind of do the same thing, you know, show him, you know, how this, you know, complete newbie is actually, you know, a little bit better than he should be. But he, he humbled me <laughs> for sure. Um, and, you know, he was telling me how he wanted to, you know, dial back my experience and just focus on the basics, focus on the uh, racing line, focus on the vision, and because of his teaching method, it kind of pointed out to me all the things I need to work on. And I also realized about myself that I have, you know, fathoms and leagues of skill that are above me that I can still improve on. And, you know, I was kind of uh, not upset, but I was hoping I'd be better than I was. But he enlightened to me uh, to how much skill there is ahead of me. So, you know, I was trying to take his advice, uh, you know, contemplate upon it, think about it. And, you know, I practiced a little bit more focusing on the advice I was given. And then I went out with him again a little while later. And that's actually when I started to see improvements. I started to stick to the uh, racing line a bit better. I My implants were a little bit smoother. I was going a little bit faster through the corners. And... That was actually very evident that I was, I was getting better because Ben admitted himself that for a few laps he was having actually a lot of fun, you know, being in the car with me and, you know, seeing that progression. So that was another thing that really surprised me as well is that in one short day you can go from a complete newbie whose uh, head is a bit bigger than it should be um, to, you know, getting advice, learning upon it, and having noticeable improvement. So, yeah, lots of surprises each day for me so far, and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow on The Ring. Um, there's probably going to be a lot more surprises. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that you're feeling that push, that personal skill. I want to get better. There's much to learn, and this sport is expensive, and we can dump yeah. money into it. Big time. Uh, what else? Anybody else? Uh, hi, this is Ovinch. Uh, this is, was my first time. I'm so happy to be part of the group. Uh, this was exciting. I'm nervous at the same time. Uh, biggest revelation, um, Rouge is not flat out. That's yeah, there you go. Yeah, don't do that. No, yeah. nobody's flat out on a rouge. So it was much more different than the simulators, mm-hmm. like James. Uh, I went out with Paul first time, and then it was great, teaching me the racing line. Also with Ben, um, yeah, they were amazing. Learning the racing line, first time on track, it was great. Uh, so happy to be here. Glad you're here, man. That's, That's really cool. Who else? Rob, you had some? Yeah. So it's Rob again. Um, so, so we've talked a little bit about, and you asked me at the beginning, you know, about this I-30 that we keep talking about. Which, um, well, you drive is, a Fiesta ST. Yeah, so I have it's, a Fiesta that's key. ST. That's probably, I've, I've 
you know, I'm lucky enough to have a few sports cars, you know, Corvette, Miatas. But Fiesta ST, I, I tend to drive the most. And I, and I just love the feel of that car. But the thing about that I was thinking about it, you know, a lot of people come here, and, and certainly I did too, to, to get a taste of some of the unobtainables, right? How often are you going to be in a GT4 or... Or even, you know, an M2 if that's not, you know, around the block and it's not something you've got access to. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, something that you said, Victor, and, and you should probably tell them, uh, you know, what waits for you when you get home is kind of the, uh, the bonus to, you know, use your new skills on. But, um, and you do have to tell them. But the other thing I'd say is, and you just said, you know, it's an expensive hobby, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, Scott said it perfectly, you know, it's the cars that are meant to drive are the ones that you just really enjoy. And one of the things that I've noticed as I drive these cars, you know, those ones that are driving centered, you know, from the GT4 down to the i30. You know, I drove another front-wheel drive uh, car uh, in the experience at Spa, and it just wasn't as good. I expected it to be much better. Hmm. Uh, but that i30 is just, you know, it's, it's basically a Veloster with different clothes. Yeah. And, of yeah, course, yeah. the Elantra N will be coming. So it just reminds you how acce- you know, accessible mm-hmm. this hobby can be. You don't have to have the 488 Pista yeah. or the GT4 or the yeah. Cayman GTS. You know, you can have, uh, you know, what, what many people wouldn't even notice if it drove by. But yeah. you can yeah. just have so much fun in them. And, and certainly we've had a lot of that. For sure. That's great. That's really good. All right. Car list that we saw as we uh, close things down here. I saw a Ferrari 612 Scaglietti go onto the track, and I about fell over because why would anybody take a 612 on track? Who told me that it was going really slowly? Somebody told me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He was technically out there. Kind of creeping. At least he's on track in a 612, but that is not a track car. It's Mm -hmm. big and heavy. Precursor to the FF, uh, I saw a Lotus Evora race car. Mm-hmm. What else? Lots of radicals. Uh, yes. yeah, that was the key IV. thing. They yes. had three. That, somebody's super hypercar collection showed up at one point. They yeah. had a Pagani Zonda convertible, the yes. Wyra BC, which is a very rare version of the Wyra, and then they had this Apollo IE and a bunch of models walking around. So one end of the pit lane was not really focused on let's drive. However, they did take each of those three cars out at least for a little bit. They did. So they, they burned yes. the tires a smidge, but I don't think the point was let's get good laps. The point was we have these supercars. We're at Spa in the pit lane. Where are the models? Which I thought was really, really weird. The rest of us were actually a little bit more focused on driving than that. But it was crazy to see those cars together, though. Yeah, and Rob, that's the opposite end of what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Did they have more fun on track in the Apollo IE? I doubt it. Mm-hmm. I doubt it. You had fun in that, that uh, Hyundai. All right, Victor, you've got to share with us what waits for you. Are you getting something brand new? Yeah, so what, uh, what was mentioned before, actually, I do have a little present waiting for me at home. Uh, back in January, I put a deposit down for a brand new ND2 uh, Mazda Miata, soft top, sole crystal red, six-speed manual. Good for you. Uh, it wow. arrived at the dealer while we were on this trip, and I've been getting email updates ever since. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm so excited about it. It's going to be my first sports car I've ever owned, actually. Um, I'm still owning my first ever car, which is, you know, regular five-speed Jetta. So, yeah, first foray into sports cars, um, I, I can't wait to learn in it and, and grow in it. It's going to be a fantastic platform. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love that thing for a very long time. 
Fantastic. I'm thrilled to hear that. Let's see. Lots of GT3s. A so variety. Many. So many. Uh, a lot of new stuff. A lot of BMWs. Um, the, the crazy thing is... There was a 430 in the garage. Did anyone see it go out on track? Uh, yes. I saw uh, Tricolore, the tricolor cup car, and the red 430 you might be talking about. Yeah. I saw that go out. I'm trying to think what else. There were some. Ra- there were people in radicals that were gunning everybody down on the track, and then there were there was at least one person in a radical who would gun you down on track and then promptly spin and wind up in the gravel pit. He had a pattern. Yeah. It was like every time they, they fished him out, the next corner down on the list, he'd do it again. Yeah. So that was happening, which was crazy. I also think it's hysterical. It was dawning on me as we're talking about this. If you get passed by a Porsche on Spa, a 911 on Spa, mm-hmm. it is also a GT3. It's not like other Porsche 911s were there. They were all GT3s. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It seems... Crazy, what was this one? Oh, that's another GT3. The dispenser is yeah. alive and well. I'm everyone. sure we'll see it on Spa tomorrow. I mean, yeah. on, on the ring tomorrow. On yeah. the ring, for sure. Uh, a lot of BMWs. Just, it's just great to be in the, in the thick of car culture. And that's I saw all the a Volkswagen are. Phaeton 5-liter V10 diesel. I didn't even know they put that engine they in that car. They only sold it here. And it was sitting out front earlier today, and I was like, of course you have one of those. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> well, but of course track. you have it, yeah. Off track, there's been, like you're talking about, all the car spotting of things mm-hmm. we don't get in North yes. America. Yes. And you know, Opals and Skodas and various models, and, you know, of course we... Things you wouldn't expect to see. Like yes, them. very true. It's Good news, we also saw Dacia Sandero, too. <laughs> yes, you did. Good news. Bravo, <laughs> Chance. Yes, that's excellent. We did see that. Well, so at one point, we were on the road trip, and Chance and Todd were in the vans, mm-hmm. and you said you were fishtailing back there a little bit and trying to well, we were, we were squeak something out of the van. Trying to stay with you guys in vans. I got some wheel spin out of it, yeah. They were front-wheel drive. Uh, they were Mercedes Vito, that's V-I-T-O, 116 diesels, basically mm-hmm. a Mercedes transit van. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I forget the specs on it doesn't really matter but bad we were we were you know the specs are bad hooning them as much as you could hoon them but it gave me a, a real respect for you know the old top gear thing with sabine schmitz driving a transit van around the ring at 10 minutes yeah. which is what i was doing last time in an m240 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. driving that in a transit van is just i have even more respect for her and what mm-hmm. she did and you know rest in peace for her of course yeah yeah, we're excited to be here. We wish you all were here with us, hopefully someday, sometime. We're, we're coming back. I mean, we're, we're we, planning on many We had a pause like button, this. but we're coming back now. And it's, and it's been sure. so great to be here with the RSR guys and to see, yes, there's been changes. But fundamentally, it's the same trip it's been. Yeah, which and has it's, been nice. It's, been ref- it's crazy to be able to come here from the U.S. and not, I mean, as you've heard already here, come with – a lot of experience or no experience, and it's accessible either way. And I yeah. feel like you yeah. know, we as enthusiasts, we as American enthusiasts, certainly, we idealize these two tracks, yeah. Spa Francorchamps and The Ring. I mean, yeah. we, this is the reason we planned this whole trip. It's the reason you and I did our movie. It's because yeah. these are the iconic tracks. But then it's easy right behind that to think, yeah, well, it might be cool to stand there and look at it, but that's as far as I'll ever go. So to then take mm-hmm. that headspace and be like, no, no, I'm currently driving it. 
And the next time you watch anything about one of these two tracks, you'll be like, oh, I know that corner. <laughs> now, I can't do that corner that fast, but I know that corner. I've gotten out which and walked awesome. that corner. Yes, absolutely. I, I think that's asphalt. amazing. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us uh, once again. In the U.S., July 2, we are back on for Season 11 on the Motor Trend Cable Channel at 7.30 uh, Eastern. tomorrow. Yeah, that is tomorrow, isn't it? <laughs> that, is, that is Episode 1 of Season 11. Oh, my We gosh. will still be here. We have one more episode wow, coming yeah. of the podcast that will not be in studio, and then next week we'll be back in studio. We have the Wednesday podcast still going as well. That is the audio versions of our test drive. We promise that the audio quality will get better when we get back to the States. Yes, we don't want to leave yes. you guys without a podcast for sure we're always looking forward to next time thank you guys cheers everyone